be simply me, no matter what, nothing else matters. The podcast for personal inspiration, being you again and we much more, simply you, no matter what, nothing else matters. Kate Hudson Hall is the author of Bulimia Sucks. It is an inspiring, practical book written to empower people to break through the barriers, stopping them from taking that first step to freedom from bulimia. With astounding new approaches and techniques to learn how to reprogram their mind to freedom. At the age of 18, Kate began her bulimic career in, in earnest. 15 years later and after much help, She eventually freed herself from the clutches of anorexia and bulimia. She then stepped out and decided to take a different bulimic pathway, feeling the great need to help others as she had been helped. She then trained as a psychotherapist, hypnotherapist, and NLP practitioner, having spent the last two decades working as an eating disorder therapist. Kate also has a podcast called Bulimia Sucks. It's a platform for people to share relative uplifting and inspiring conversation based on bulimia and anorexia and other eating disorders and also to professionals who work with people with an eating disorder. Hello, hello, hello to my podcast, Be Simply Me, no matter what and nothing else matters. Today, and I'm so honored that you're here, I have Kate Hudson Howe. Do you want to introduce yourself, please? Oh, hello. My name is Kate Hudson Hall, and I am a psychotherapist and a hypnotherapist, and I also work with people with eating disorders, and I practice other therapies as well, like neurolinguistic programming, which is using different techniques to help people overcome specific problems. And I am also an author of the book Bulimia Sucks, and also Bulimia Sucks Food Journal, and also Bulimia Sucks Personal Workbook. I mean, I'm pretty sure we get slightly an idea what your topic is about. <laughs> and Bother. as a lot of people know that my biggest passion is truly giving a place to incredible people out there with an, a wow story. And when I read your book, I was crying. Oh, were you? Oh, yeah, dear. Yes. Sorry that happened. <laughs> no. Um, it's like, it, thank God that you go out with this story like me, just talking about it and supporting and nurturing other ones, uh, standing up for yourself and, and saying no to others and saying yes to you and having the guts to, to change it. Um, and yeah. I, would, I would be honored when you talk a little bit about your life story because... Bulimia doesn't come from one day to another. There's always a story behind. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let me give you a quick rundown now. I don't want you all in tears, though. <laughs> I'll leave the distressing part out. No. So I, um, I, hmm, where do I start? So I only grew up with a mother. My father died when I was two. Um, and I've got two older brothers and I grew up in, um, in the United Kingdom. And when I was nine, I was abused, sexually abused. Um, and 
And then I went off to boarding school when I was 11. Um, and then when I was 16, my mother, finally, she got remarried and she sold our family home that I was born in and she moved away. And I was sent to live in London, the big city of London, um, on my own, not knowing anyone to work. Um, and then it was about, oh, I don't know, about 18 months after that is when I had somebody, a friend of mine, say to me, now this just goes to show the power of suggestion. She said to me, oh, now did you know that if you eat a Mars bar and make yourself sick, then you um, won't put the weight on? And even though... Um, well, I thought it was a fantastic idea. So I ran with it and then my bulimia developed. Now, for people listening to that, that power of suggestion, what they can take away is to hear the rest of the story because I developed bulimia and I had it so severely that it went on for 15 years and it was absolutely horrific. I had such a difficult time with it. I had no idea how to eat. I had no idea how to feel. I didn't ever talk about my feelings. I never addressed anything that had happened in my past. And I was in a very, very bad way. And it wasn't until I finally reached out for help um, with my mother's guidance, that I um, eventually found a therapist that I felt very comfortable with. And I um, started on my recovery path. Um, and I saw this particular therapist for four years. And in that time, my mother found out she had cancer. And then in that time, my mother passed away. And I do believe that if I wasn't seeing that therapist at that time, I wouldn't be here today because she helped guide me through all of those emotions. You know, not only having still working through all the different experiences that I'd had that had developed into the pattern of bulimia. I also then had this big mountain on top that I had to deal with. And what I can say to people is, this is a very shortened version of my story, but what I'd like to say to people is that the most important thing, if you are thinking about stepping on to the, your recovery path and you have an eating disorder, is that having that support is the number one key to your recovery. And there is so much help that you can find out there that will support you also to give you the tools to be able to tune in and change your behavior. You said something very profound, which reminds me also when I was 16, is the power of suggestions. Yes. We also had one, um, a teacher actually in our school back then, who, who suggested us to, to drink some kind of tea detox tea that you're losing weight and this was also one of the beginning uh, because you truly remind me about that it was one of the beginnings where next steps however you want to see it regarding eating disorder because the 
nearly the whole class was buying this tea. And they all had problems uh, with, with the digestion, everything oh. else, because it was detoxing. Yeah. And it's the same. It's the power of suggestions. And sometimes I'm asking myself, why do we listen to those kind of people? Yeah. And what I would say to people is, when you hear a phrase or somebody has said something to you that you feel that part of you maybe pick up, maybe pick up and start to think about, absorb, work with, run with, like I did. It's really important that you tell yourself when you know that you've picked that up because you will know. And if it's something negative like this, then you need to tell your mind to delete that thought. You need to give yourself strict conscious direction to delete that thought and your mind will delete that thought. So you will let it go and you won't pick that up. And isn't it interesting um, how we react on something only because a person is telling us sometimes even when we don't know this person? Absolutely. And, and changes actually the way we behave, the way we live. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it is. Another example that I use in my book um, is, which is a really powerful example, is that something happened when I was at school and I would just never really underst quite understood it. So it was sports day and I was never really chosen to do the sports, uh, be in, in any sports teams or anything. But this particular year I had been chosen. So I think I was about 13, maybe I'd been chosen to run in the potato race. Oh, let me tell you how proud I was. <laughs> so you had to run up, they had line, uh, they had girls, and you had to run up, pick up potato, bring it back, put it on your tray, and then and keep doing that, getting your tray and then running to the end. Anyway, so I, when we, in the morning, we went through and we did it, and I came last. 